0: Welcome back to Gracefully Broken Podcast. I am your host, Blair Dominique. It is a pleasure to sit down with you and share the word that God gives, that God blessed me with to share with you this week. Um, Before I get into it, I just want to take a moment uh, and open us in prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God, I ask that you fill this space, Lord Heavenly Father, Speak through me, Lord God, to your sons and your daughters, Lord God. Let us be open, open our minds and open our hearts, Lord God, so that we may receive the word that you have given and today, Lord God, that you continue to bless her and cover her, Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God, continue to still in us a place of peace and love and joy, Lord Heavenly Father. Let those be the walls of foundation, Lord God, as we are planted deeply in you, Lord God. Let us continue to fellowship with others and other believers, Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God. Let us be a light onto this earth, Lord God. Let us continue to trust you. And so you can trust us, Lord Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So let's get cracking. Um so today's title of the episode is Trust the Process. It can mean different things to different people. And so for me, um, when God sent me this title of the message, um, I was like, okay, he sent me the title. And I was like, well, God, how am I supposed to teach this? Like, what what analogy can I give to, you know, a real world, real world example that's not from the Bible? So as I, this week, as I asked him that, and then maybe, you know, and a day or an hour, I can't remember exactly, but um, some time had passed and I was sitting in chapel at school and, and as I was sitting there, this girl was knitting with her two knitting needles in chapel. And I was like, huh, okay. Um because I had already gotten the biblical story that I was going to use for this word for the title of the episode, but I couldn't get a reward example. Um, so she was using her her knitting needles to knit you know the yarn and everything she was making. I don't know if she was making like a blanket or a scarf or whatever., um, but it dawned on me in that second. And I was like, wow, okay. I was like, if you think about like God, God is the, the the knitting needles and we're the yarn and how, you know, we just have to submit and to trust him and he's going to make us into whatever he wants us to be, you know? So he's going to, granted that we're not going to, we're going to start out as a ball of yarn, but we're going to end out you know a blanket a scarf or a hat or whatever whatever god the knitting needles needs us to be so but throughout that process it's going to take time it's going to take effort You sometimes you may get frustrated because you're not complete you haven't finished it but you have to trust the process you have to understand like hey like you know I started out as this and I'm halfway there, but I got to continue to trust him, continue to build upon, like he's trusting me, I'm submitting to him. I got to continue to build on that faith and continue, like I said, to trust the process of letting him mold me into what he has designed me to be. And so for biblical um standpoint from the bible what pointed out to me was the story of of course everyone knows the story it's the children of israel and exodus how god takes them out from a spirit of captivity they're slaves and he takes us or takes them through this spirit or this period of time where they go through these trials and tribulations but at the end of the day he you know, the people that have trusted the process, have believed in him, have, haven't, have you know, lost trust or haven't second guessed anything, you know, he he blesses them in the end. And so I first want to dive into um, just like setting the tone with today's word as far as we like what God views about us. Um, So just saying, like, you know, God doesn't lie about us. God doesn't lie about me or you. Um, If he says something is true, it's going to happen no matter what. God is not a liar. (laughs) So I want to read that word with you today. So God is not from Numbers, sorry, from Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. As he said, or will he not do, or has he spoken and will not make it good? So that was from the New King James Version. I wanna do it, read it again for you guys in the New Living Translation Version, just so we get kind of a more a deepening of understanding of what the word is telling us about God so the new living new living translations version says God is not a man God is not a man so he does not lie he is not human so he does not change his mind has he ever spoken or failed to act has he ever promised and not carried it through so just taking that in and pondering that and saying you know Has has there ever been a point in time where God told you something and it didn't happen? He's not a person that's going to change his mind about you. He's not a a person that's going to say, you know, hey, I'm going to give something to you. But then at the end of the day, I'm going to take it, take it away. He loves you so much that anything that he's blessed you with, he's giving you that freely because he loves you. Now granted that there are some types of, you know, obedience and you have to be in a relationship with him in order to gain certain blessings and to essentially level up, but that goes throughout like I said like trusting the process and being with him and being able to build upon the relationship and that way you are marked by him. But like I said at the end of the day that I wanted to set the tone with this just saying whatever god has told you about you if he said hey you're going to reach this many people or hey you're going to touch these many hearts or hey you're going to be successful in this area believe that don't think that god is manipulating you or he's just giving you false hope because he wants you to do something for him at the end of the day god doesn't need us for anything god is god god is the lord of our life god is king so he doesn't need us granted yes he wants a relationship with us but he doesn't need us because he is god so just saying you know in that same act with remembering that because god is god and he is holy we have to be holy we have to understand that in order to be a relationship with him we have to up. We have to uphold the standards that he's given us. So that starts from, you know, like I said, in those first three books of the Bible, in Exodus and Leviticus, um, where he is, you know, bringing the children out of Israel, but he's also setting some guidelines, setting some rules, saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but you have to abide by what I've told you to do. You can't, in order for you to get this blessing, that's on the other side you have to one submit to me but also be obedient and trust that I have you that the that that I'm protecting you you know and you're gonna get that from the other side like there's not gonna be a question of whether you're not going to reap the benefits of the relationship that you have with him but also it has to be genuine too you can't say hey I'm gonna be in the relationship with God, because I see that this person is in a relationship with God. So, and that works out for them. Everything is working out for them in their lives. But, um, so I'm gonna do it for me. You have to seek him first because you genuinely want to be in a relationship with him first. That's one thing. And He's he will know that, hey, you're just seeking me just to gain something not because you have a pure heart and you want to be in a relationship with me. So also keeping that in mind as well. Um, So with Leviticus 11.45, which states that, for I am the Lord who brings you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy so like i said just tying back into hey like i'm at a high standard so you have to be at a high standard you know in order for us to work and for us to be you know in a relationship with one another we have to be equally yoked ourselves me and god we have to you have to uphold the standards that i have told you um this can't work with you being in the world and not being, being in the world and trying to be in a relationship with me you can't lead both lives you can't you can't do that unfortunately that, that's not how being in a relationship with God works so he also says in Leviticus 19 to speak to all the congregation and this is Moses telling the Lord or sorry look The Lord telling Moses to say, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy. And if we look at it in from Exodus to Leviticus, when he first told Moses and and Moses first told the children of Israel, that he he was going to bring them out in that whole process, he kept saying, hey, this is going to take, it's gonna be a three day trip. If we look into it, it takes way longer than three days. It goes from Leviticus, I'm sorry, it goes from Exodus to Leviticus. And he's still telling, hey, trust me. Hey, I got you. Hey, I'm gonna do this. And we see in those, those, you know, those two books primarily that what what process should have taken three days, if we would have submitted to him, it takes months, which should have been easy, just relinquishing the power and saying, hey, I'm going to trust him, hey, I'm going to be obedient to him and not resisting and not reneging and not saying, hey, like, well, you had me in this season, but if I go into this other season, I don't know if you have, I, you know, I don't know if you're, you're going to cover me in this and maybe, maybe not. You may change your mind. And going back to that first verse, God doesn't change his mind. If he says he's going to do something, you know, he's going to do it. But we see this, like God is constantly having to remind the children of Israel, hey, I'm your God. Hey, I told you I was going to do this. Hey, I need you to listen to me so I can do this. I need you to be be in a relationship with me, be in a partnership with me so you can do this in order for you to reap this blessing. Because I I want to give you this, but you also have to relinquish something. You also have to lose something. You also have to be willing to submit to me in order to gain that authority. You know, so... I think that it's just, like I said, it's just equally as important as we we are continuing to seek God and to be in a relationship with him. We have to understand that we have, in order for us to gain the blessings that he has, you know, given us, we have to be open to losing something because at the end of the day, like being a follower of Christ is not easy. It's not going to be rainbows you're going to go through dark times. You're going to go through periods of time where it's hard. And that's one thing that God said in the beginning, he said, Hey, I'm going to take you through a period of wilderness, but you're going to go to a land flowing of milk and honey. So it's, Hey, you're going to go through a season in your life where it's not going to be peaches and rainbows. It's not going to be, you know, everything that you think it should be, but I'm going to take you, you're going to go through a season, but I'm going to take you to something that's going to surpass everything. It's not going to even matter that you went through that season because what you're going to get out at the end of the day is going to be so monumental that it's going to cover you and bless you. And it's also going to bless the people around you. But like I said, in this season, like just making sure that we are staying connected to Him, staying deeply rooted in Him, being. More importantly, being submitted to him and letting him know that, you know, he can trust us. That each and every getting into making sure that in each situation, like I said, God's got us, God's covering us. But we also have to remember that we must we must separate ourselves and also understanding that we're going to go through tough times like i said being a christian is not going to be ultimately easy it's not going to be hey you surrendered to god you went through a salvation you get god saved you you got salvation from him and now your life is easy now you have nothing to worry about now everything is you know perfect which is not the case excuse me being a believer you're going to go still going to go through some things but granted that the things that you're going to go through it's not going to be or it's not going to affect you because you're so planted in him you're so much stronger you have a covering of protection from him that you're not going to be unmoved. you're going to be unmovable you're not going to wave you're not going to you know that if you go through a season, a period of time of darkness, you're going to come out better because when you're in that season, when you're in that period of time, you're still going to be building that relationship with him. You're still going to be serving. You're still going to be doing the things that he's told you to do. You're still going to be upholding his commandments. You're still going to be in relationship with him. It's not going to be perfect. So with that, I want to read Second um, Corinthians 6 verse 4 but also verse from saying 2nd corinthians 6 verse 6 through 10 so this is paul talking and he's saying in 2nd corinthians 6 verse 4 saying in everything we do we show that we are true ministers of god we patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. So saying that no matter what season you're in, even if it's a dark period of time saying, hey, I'm still connected to him and I'm still gonna be a positive representation of him because of that relationship, because of that favor that's on my life. No matter what, you know, the darkest of time, no matter what season I'm in, no matter what, you know, spiritual trauma or anything like that that's trying to go up against me, that's trying to hinder that relationship with him, I'm still going to trust him. I'm still going to be in that relationship with him. I'm still going to read my word. I'm still going to continue to serve. And I'm going to be a minister of God. And so 2 Corinthians 6, um, verse 6 through 10 reads, We prove ourselves by our purity and understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us whether they slander us or praise us we are honest but they call us imposters we are ignored even though we are well known we live close to death but we are still alive we have been beaten but we are not we have not been killed Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing yet, but we have everything. I just want to take a moment and just like have a moment of like silence or reflection just so you can read that and listen to that. And I'm going to reread it for one second, uh, one more time verse eight and nine because I felt like that just like hit home for me especially and and this says we serve God whether people honor us or despise us whether they slander us or praise us we are honest but we're called imposters we are ignored even though we are well known we live close to death but we are still alive we have been beaten but we have not been killed for me just rereading that and taking a moment to reflect as a believer especially posting on social media about your faith I think it opens the door to people saying what, you know, like saying, like the naysayers saying, girl, what you talking about? Like, you know, all of those things and saying like, who is this girl? Why is she preaching about Jesus? Or man, she, you know, nitpicking at my speech or my posture or what, you know, whatever, whatever they, they feel like they can, you know, say like people are going to, because you are a believer, you're automatically going to have a target on your back you're automatically going to have people that will say they're going to nitpick they're going to judge they're going to you know put you try to put you in a category but also understanding as believers we have to understand that and that comes with territory of being you know relationship with him if we think about it like this anyone at the top or close to the top when we look at any other industry or business or anything like that, people always have something to say about the person who's either close to the boss or is the boss. The people that are down at the bottom tier, no one says anything about them because no one cares about them. But as as because you are in relationship with him, because you are his son, because you are his daughter, You have direct connection with him. So people are going to nitpick. People are going to say bad things. People are going to try to get you to renounce your faith. People are going to try to undermine your relationship with God, undermine the season that you're in. They're going to try to do that because at the end of the day, you have to realize that those people, even though they may feel or may be far gone or not be in close relationship with God they know they know God is no matter what they say they know that God is God that God is Lord they recognize that but the enemy will try to say will try to poke fun will try to put in a spirit of doubt and fear and rejection and we have to be open-minded to where as in we know and we are aware that that's the enemy, that's not God. God called us, he set us apart for a reason. He gave us his word, he gave us the anointing. You know, us being aware and us being able to discern, hey, that's the attack of the enemy. But I'm instead of re, instead of reacting in that situation, I'm going to just love that person more I'm going to smile. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to, you may say this, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what scripture says about God. Yeah, I know that church person hurt you and they were a poor reflection of what God says, but I'm going to tell you what God, what God truly says by the word, by the word that He gives us. So that way we can be equipped in every walk of life. That because we are anointed, because we're in a relationship with Him, we have this. We're able to read, you know, whether it's reading from an iPad or reading from a paper copy of a Bible, we're able to read His Word and develop a spiritual awakening in Him through those seasons, through those periods of time where we can feel the Holy Spirit on us and being marked by Him. And just thinking like, in god ask us to be marked to be in a relationship with him and taking it back to exodus and how in exodus we see where moses is marked by god early on and people know that he's a follower that he's connected to god people know that straight off the bat like there's no question on if this person is a believer or not because they're so connected to him that God put a stamp on them and just thinking like, Hey, like when people come in contact with me, who do they see? Do they see the world? Do they see trauma? Do they see anxiety or do they see God? Do they see peace? Do they see love? Like, are they leaving from that situation from the encounter with me with grace? And am I a reflection of God and who God is in my life and who I want? I want to be a reflection of God. I want to be a reflection of Jesus. I want to empower and equip and love others. So in order for me to do that, I have to be in a relationship with him. I have to build that connection so that way I can be marked by him because I'm chosen by him. But in order for me to be marked, I have to understand that I have to, I have to do some work. I have to build that relationship. So in Exodus 34, we see where Moses, I'm gonna read it, um, Exodus 34, 29. When Moses came down Mount Sinai carrying two stone tablets inscribed, with the terms of the covenant he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to god so when aaron and the people of israel saw the radiance of moses's face, they were afraid to come near him but moses moses called out to them and asked aaron all the leaders of the community to come over And he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him and Moses gave them all the instructions the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. And we see it again where it repeats, where it says, when Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But when he went to speak to Moses, Or when he went to go speak to the Lord. He. He would remove it. And it also says that. Then he would like I said. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him. And the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face. The radiant glow. He was marked you could see you could see the energy that was projecting from deep within that no matter what no matter who came in contact with him there was just a glow and aura uh, a light that was beaming off of Moses with being in a connection a deep connection with God he was able to share God's word he was able to be equipped, he was able to learn because he got that knowledge straight from God and he was marked and there was no question whether or not, whether or not he was marked by God. Now granted that Moses' story from Exodus, from the beginning of Exodus to Exodus 34, where we see that he's marked by God and he has a radiant glow versus when he first starts out, he's uncertain he doesn't know if he's marked by god he's like uh you sure you sure you call me you sure you want me to do this like i'm just i i'm gonna fumble over my words i'm not gonna be perfect you know i'm not i'm not gonna be the best like i'm i i'm ill-equipped i feel ill-equipped to do what you've called me to do and just sharing like my own like personal story With like the podcast and everything, like there have been many times where I felt ill-equipped, I felt like I didn't have the right tools, or I didn't, or I didn't feel like my voice was loud enough to make a difference. Um, I didn't feel, you know, that individuals or people would, you know, listen, because like I said because at at the end of, at the end of the day the enemy wants to plant those seeds of doubt to where is in you're not you're not who God calls you to be but we see in the story where God takes him from hey he he's uncertain and he needs a person to help him in order to get that message across to lead the, the lead the people of Israel from captivity to him being marked by God, to him just freely saying, hey, this is what God told me and I'm going to say it. Because we see that when he talks and when he's saying, as far as for the reading, low, he came down from Mount Sinai by himself. It wasn't him and Aaron, it was him by himself. And he spoke to Aaron and the leaders he spoke to Aaron and the people of Israel. It wasn't, he spoke to, Moses spoke to Aaron, and then him and Aaron went to the people of Israel and told them, hey, this is what God said. It wasn't that. He had gotten to a place of comfortability through that process, through that season of his life, where it didn't matter. He didn't need Aaron anymore. It didn't matter what Do what he felt in the beginning because God had already said and proved that he was chosen by him. That through every trial and test, God persevered and God was on top. He understood. He understood his calling from God and God was able to reveal the blessing that he had on his life by him trusting him and him believing in him and him continuing to foster and build that relationship with God. And because he was obedient to him, he was able to, like I said, take the children of Israel. Granted that there were many trials and tribulations during the way, but he was able to fulfill what God had told him to do. He was able to do that because he trusts the process, because he believed in himself, but he more importantly, he believed in God. So I want to end with, Sorry. hopefully everyone has like gotten something out of what I've said, what I've shared, you know, like I hopefully, I, I pray that each episode they listen to, and you come back to and you share that it blesses your life, that it continues to bless you, that it continues to love you and equip you, the word loves you, that God loves you, that it shows that, season and that it shows that God loves you and he, he wants to build a relationship with you. He wants to be in community with you. He wants to bless you. But we have to we have to be able to submit to him and trust the process and to understand that we're going to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to go through seasons in our lives where everything is not going to be peachy. Everything is not going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. We have to understand that, that God blessed us and we're going to get the blessing that he's told us. But... Everything is not going to be perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect Christian. There's no such thing as a perfect world. Your walk is not going to be perfect. Your walk is not also not going to match someone else's walk. That each person has their own path to Christ, has their own path to righteousness. In order for them to sit at the right hand of the Father, we have to be able to trust him and submit to him and to understand what is right and what is wrong. We have to understand his commandments. But also understand what he has called us to be. To be followers. To be submitted. So I want to end this episode with just with just. Sorry. I want to end this episode <laughs> with this word from Matthew 7. Verses 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, though the rain comes in torrents, and the float waters rise and winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain, when the rains and floods come and winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So understanding, and this is Jesus saying this, building, building on a solid foundation and understanding that God is that solid foundation, that it would be some submit to him. We trust the process, we understand that we're, you know, that being a Christian is not going to be perfect, but that God has blessed us and He's equipped us and He and He loves us so much that He wants to build be in a relationship. With us, that he's going to, you know, he's going to bless us at the end of the day. But it's not going to be perfect. But we have to be planted in him. We have to understand that We have to have a firm foundation, so we know that no matter what season we go to go through, that God has a covering over us. That we're not going to move. We're not going to be. Uh, we're not going to collapse. We're not going to go through struggling times and we're not gonna our fear or whatever our our faith is not going to waver we're not going to have fear we're not going to have anxiety because we're planted in him he's our foundation so with him nothing else you know nothing else is going to happen to us that we understand like god loves us so much that it doesn't matter what happens on this earth as long as we are continuing to trust him and be a beacon of light to others that's all he asks. Y'all, you know, all he asks, all he asks is for us to trust us or for us to trust us for us to trust him. And for him in order for him to trust us, we have to be obedient. We have to understand that it's not going to be preachy. like I said. It's not going to It's not going to be, you know, the best. or Especially, it's not going to be what we thought it was going to be. We're going to go do some things. So I want to end this. Um, Make sure you follow Gracefully Broken Podcast on social media. It is going to be at Gracefully Broken Pod on Instagram. Make Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please share. Please share on all platforms. Um, I will be posting again um, next week. Um, so be sure to look out on for that week's episode. I did want to go ahead and get this episode out because like I said, God blessed me with the title and he gave me the, the words, the scriptures the real world experiences in order to effectively say what I needed to say and say what God blessed me with. what's on my heart. I pray that you got something out of this word. I pray that it, it renew a awakening in you and that way you understand and you know and you believe in your whole heart that God's got you no matter what season you're in as long as you're planted in him as long as you're in Him. As long as he's your foundation and you trust the process that the season that you're in is not going to end like that. That you're going to see the other side. Yes, you may go through some trials, but because you are planted in him, you're covered by him. Nothing is going to move you. You may go through some things. You may go through some some terrible things but being planted and deeply rooted in deep God is mostly important because in order for you to see the blessing that God has on your life for you to be a testimony for you to be a minister for you to give and serve and to do all the things that God wants you to do you have to be in that relationship with him so I'm going to end that out today's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm your host, Blair Dominique. Please be sure to follow me on social media as well as the podcast. I'm going to pray this out and you guys have a blessed one. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you. Thank you for equipping me and covering me, Lord God. Thank you for speaking through me, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God. Thank you for Thank you for your sons and your daughters, Lord God. Thank you for equipping us, Lord God. As we walk into this new day, Lord Heavenly Father, let us love one another. Let us understand that we are equipped by you, Lord God, that you have covered us and anointed us, Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God. That as long as we believe in you Lord God that we trust you that we are obedient to you to the things that you have told us that we need to do Lord God that you continue to as we continue to love you Lord God and understand that everything is not going to be perfect that we're going to go through seasons but because we are because we are connected to you Lord God we're not gonna move we're not. We're, we're not gonna change. We're gonna be blessed. We're gonna be deeply rooted, and no matter what, like I said, no matter what season, Lord God, thank you. No matter see ce- what season we may go through, Lord God, that you continue to heal us, continue to keep us, Lord God, you continue to anoint us and equip us. Lord God, let us be a beacon of light, a beacon of hope to your sons and your daughters, Lord God. Let us, anyone who comes in contact with us, Lord God, let us be able to show our relationship with you, Lord God. Let us be marked by you, Lord Heavenly Father, Lord God. Act that you give each son, each daughter, Lord God, a spiritual strength, spiritual growth, that they know that they are marked by you, because the potential of their relationship with you, Lord God. We have special chosen them, that we are part of a pact for pact, God, of your sons and the daughters of so heaven, Father, Lord like God, you've equipped us no more to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, let this bless you and keep you Graceful.